And greetings, welcome to podcast number 81 of Subconscious Mind Mastery. Thomas Miller coming to you from beautiful Aspen, Colorado. Boy, do we have a lot to get caught up on. Let's just jump right into it. The first thing I wanted to tell you about, though, is not Aspen. We'll talk about that in a minute in depth. But I wanted to tip you off to a new podcast that I started, mentioned it in the last one, and we have it launched now. It's called She Can Trade. It's with Sarah Potter. Sarah is an options trader that I met up in uh, at a conference in Toronto about, what, six weeks ago or so, six, eight weeks probably. And I've been following her system, and we talked about podcasts, and I'm really interested in the topic, and she was really interested in doing a podcast, so we combined forces. But we're doing an audio and video podcast. So if you go to iTunes, you have to type it in all together. She can trade with no spaces. That's one way to find it. Sarah Potter is another way to find it. And then I think you can also find it by my name, too. We launched last week. We've done seven episodes now as of the time of this recording. And we also have a video because we're doing stocks. You have to look at charts, right? You have to look at price movements. So we do a video podcast on YouTube, and that's also under She Can Trade. So if you just search for the She Can Trade YouTube channel, the podcast, the video podcasts are on there. Would love to have you come over and take a look. And uh, if that's, I know it's a niche market thing that not everybody is interested in, but I'm kind of bouncing around from place to place, and it's been fun recording that. The last one we did, as I mentioned, is here in Aspen, which uh, has been a dream come true. So I think you guys have heard in the previous podcasts one of the things that I've loved since I was a kid is coming up to Colorado. We would come up to Vail when my parents found the place, I think about the second year of operation in the early 60s. And I can remember coming up when, uh, like one of the vivid memories I have was the Watergate hearings. And then Gerald Ford became president. And Gerald Ford's summer White House, as they called it, was across the way from where we would stay. And my brother and I would go ride our bikes around the little cul-de-sac where that house was. And the Secret Service guys were out there. They'd wave, and we could go up and talk to them and whatnot. Never did see the Fords. We we were never invited over, but uh, it was <laughs> we were certainly across the way from their house. And I knew at that point that I absolutely loved Colorado, even to the point where I would get tears in my eyes when we would drive away. I mean, you know, I'm a Scorpio. I'm watery, right? It's like you you do that. You get water water signs get emotional. So I would I would get emotional when we would leave Colorado, and just my heart has always been here. Well, my kids are basically up and out. My son is now working uh, out of college job down in uh, Houston. My daughter is a junior and is uh, going to go on an overseas program next spring. She was a camp counselor last year, so she's kind of up and out. And I was just realizing that I could do my job from anywhere, and Colorado had been on my mind. So I came up to Vail and revisited. I talked to you about that, I think, in the last podcast, too, about going back to the tennis courts again. And I spent about a week there, and during that visit just got really, really clear, this is the time Now's the time to do it, and let's go. And I have another great announcement that I'll tell you next. I'm doing a new audio book for Fred Dodson, and it's about intuition. So there was some intuition going on there in Vail, and I just decided I'm going to make the change. So what I did is I put some feelers out. 
put some legs to it and started contacting people who I knew in Colorado or who had ties to Colorado. And one of those people basically knew of this place in Aspen. She happened to be staying here for the summer and wanted to go back to the Denver area for the winter. Didn't want to be up in the mountains for the winter. Certainly can understand that. It's not for everybody for sure. So she said, why don't you just take over? Uh, it's month to month. She said she'd already paid for November. Of course, I reimbursed her, prorated back. And I moved into this incredible place in one of the hottest neighborhoods and most convenient neighborhoods in Aspen. I'm two blocks from the bus station which takes you straight and drops you off at the chairlift. There's a wonderful hiking trail one block away from here that I did the second day that I was here and did about a two and a half mile uh, in, so total five mile hike. Did that the second day I was here and just absolutely falling in love with this place. The mountains are beautiful here. Another really cool thing for me being here in Aspen is that I, I've only been here once. It was about 15 years ago, and it was just for a couple of days of skiing. Flew in and flew out, so really didn't get the bearings of the town at all. And and 15 years ago, and I was kind of in a fog back in those days anyway, so I don't have any memories here. And it's really cool to come to a place where you just start over fresh without any memories. And some of this has been inspired by Fred, and you know that I just think the world of Fred Dodson, right? And his insights and his teaching and everything has made such an impact on me. And I'm thrilled to be doing this new book. I'll tell you about it in a minute. But Fred mentioned that he travels around from place to place to experience the energy of new locations. So I'm, I'm doing this walk, this hike on this trail, and it runs along a creek all the way up. So you're listening to the roaring of this creek, and it's it's a fast-moving creek across big rocks, so it makes a lot of noise. It makes noise such that when you're walking along the trail, you can just, if you let your mind go, and Fred talks about this in the book, I'm going to tease a little bit here. I've been reading through it. haven't started recording it yet, but he literally talks about letting your mind go to nothingness while you're walking, and I practice that, just listening foot crunches in the snow, listening to the creek going along. But there are a couple of places where you cross bridges, and there are Karens in the creek here in Aspen. Do you know what those are? That's the little rock stacks that you see all over Sedona at the vortexes. People put these Karens to mark energy vortexes. And I was blown away by that. So I got my phone out while I was on the hike, and I had to figure this out real quick. Is like, is Aspen an energy vortex spot? Come to find out, yes, it is. It's not a primary vortex like a Sedona or a Shasta, but it's a secondary type vortex, different type, different style, but it's more along the lines of what you would see in northwest Arkansas up in the Ozarks, which is another favorite place of mine. So that was quite a surprise, and putting two and two together, if you will, I kind of realized that in, in this one article that I read mentioned that Colorado itself is really kind of a sub-vortex, just like basically the northern western section. If you took Arkansas and just cut it into four pieces, that northwest quadrant itself is a vortex area. Eureka Springs, of course, is a, a primary area, and you've heard me talk about Eureka Springs. Colorado. And then here you've got this focus in Aspen. It's along some of the ley lines. So what I'm realizing is that my heart all these years has wanted to be 
in these high energy places. That's why I was drawn to Northwest Arkansas. It's why I've been drawn to Colorado all this all this time. It's why Mount Shasta just was like, shook. I mean, just drew me in directly, direct connection with that place. Sedona, the same thing. So it's these high energy places that I guess, I don't know, my path here on earth has been drawn to, and I've never lived in them at any one point in my life, except I was in Northwest Arkansas, not in Eureka Springs, but I went to college in Northwest Arkansas. So it has been an absolute thrill to be in this place. Now, I did a boo-boo. The fourth day I was here, fifth day I was here, uh, we had some snow, and the place where I'm staying has a fairly steep driveway. Now, I'm from one of the hottest cities in America. (laughs) Dallas is hot, and you really only have to worry about ice a few days a year. Now, you know, I grew up in Tulsa. You'd get a little bit more up there. I know how to drive on it. Not a problem, but I just I fell and slipped on the ice in the driveway and landed on my left side. And I haven't been to the doctor, but by all signs, I have cracked a couple of ribs. And, of course, there's no treatment. It's almost like if you fracture your toe bone, there's nothing you can do. You can tape it to the next toe. They don't recommend any treatments except take it easy. Relax. So I'm reading Fred Dodson's new book, Relaxing, (laughs) in Aspen. Not a bad deal, but the day I'm recording this, they have just opened the mountain for two days of early skiing. Not the whole mountain, just a couple of runs, and I'm not able to go up there. So it's been a, you know, I mean, would I love to be up there? Yes. Am I resisting it? No. There's something else for me. And knock, knock, here comes Fred with another audiobook just yesterday. So I've been reading that. We're getting ready to record it. And that should be on the market. Hopefully in early December would be a good target date. So while we're on that, let's just talk about that book. It's called Intuition Training. I fell over when I saw the title of it. If you're subscribed to his newsletter, you know that he put it out about the book part uh, last week, and we were communicating about the audiobook as that was going out. So probably the area of my own development that has been growing the most is tuning into intuition. And that's what got me here. That's what got this place. That's what has opened up so many different things lately is just following intuition. And I'm look, I'm not dialed into it like I want to be by any means. There's a lot of growth, and that's why I couldn't wait to get the book, get my hands on it, and dive in. It's available on Amazon now if you want to pick the book up. Audiobook, like I said, probably early December. And of all the people that I would like to study intuition from, yeah, it would be Fred Dodson. So... The book has so many things already, just so many nuggets and treasures and one-liners and stories and illustrations and various things. And I hope that he'll come on here again and we'll talk about intuition. And maybe we'll do a little intuitive coaching as part of that interview. That would be something that would be fun and cool to do. So we'll see about that. But this book is a treasure trove of information on developing and heightening your intuition. I'm pre-reading it. I haven't finished it yet little over halfway through, but I can just tell you already, it's a great book. So Amazon, if you want to buy it now, it's called Intuition Training by Frederick Dodson. So what am I going to be working on during my little (laughs) self-imposed, maybe it was the universe who did it, I don't know. Oh, you know what's funny? Oh, I got to tell you this story too. My cousin, wonderful, wonderful relationship with my cousin. She lives in Tampa. 
she called, and, and I was driving home from a meeting. Actually, it was a meeting at the Aspen Chapel, which is a great little place. And she and I were chatting, and just she was asking how I got here and how everything was going, how I liked it, etc., and asked about her. And then as we were closing up the conversation, I just pulled into the driveway, the driveway that I eventually fell on, and she, my cousin, started to tell me about not slipping and falling. Don't slip. Don't fall. Don't. She said, I do not understand why people strap fiberglass onto their feet and point it downhill. She said, I just don't get it. She's obviously not a skier. (laughs) So what I didn't do, and it just didn't resonate with me in the moment, but boy, this is a huge lesson. What happened is I got out of the car, said goodbye and walked down the driveway and hit that patch of ice. Not two minutes after I'd hung up the phone from that conversation. What I should have done, you you know, we've talked about this. Our words are so powerful and so important and have so much impact into what we put into the universe and into the space of others. And it doesn't have to be face-to-face, obviously. What we speak carries so much weight that what I should have done, knowing all this stuff about energy and knowing that energy can be moved around and it can be neutralized and it can be offset is what I should have done is realized in that moment that I had just heard words about slipping and falling and injury. And what I should have done is just cleared that energy and cleared that conversation while I was sitting in the comfort and the security of the car and then gotten out and gone and walked down the driveway. Instead, I was a little, I've been a little excited, I got to admit, since I've been here and I hopped out of the car and I bounded down the driveway, not conscious of what I was in the energy of, and my feet hit that ice, and I mean, they just went out from under me. There was not even two seconds. It just, and I was on my left side, and I knew immediately when I fell that something had happened, and I moved my leg. It was okay. I moved my arm. It was okay. The only thing left was the ribs, and yeah, even today, it almost hurts to be doing this podcast. So a really, really, really big, huge lesson there to neutralize. When you're in conversations and somebody, people will always say that. I've talked about this in past podcasts. I'm not sure which one, but, you know, after 81 of these things, there's a lot of stuff back there that we've already covered. But I've talked about neutralizing the energy. I think I told you that story about the lady at Landmark Education who came in and had spilled the honey in her keyboard. And she said, well, just so that the computer and the lights don't go out tonight. And what happened? A thunderstorm comes over. Lightning hits the circuitry that fed the building. Everything goes out. About five minutes later, the lights come back on. The only thing that doesn't come back on is the router that networks every computer and printer in the building so that they basically couldn't function that night. You've got to, you're going to hear this and, and we'll speak things often in jest or we're trying to be funny or we're trying to make light of something and we'll say something that puts energy into the space of that conversation, puts it in your life and somebody else's life. Because ironically, my cousin had just injured her foot, had sprained her ankle, not that day, previously. But if you don't think that everything is energy and that energy threads through every single thing that we do, and yes, it can be offset. So you don't get nervous when somebody says that. My retrospect thinking take two, what would I do next time, is to realize that that had come in. So you just like Fred talks about, you allow it. 
You just dismiss it. You let it pass on through. And then what I would have done is probably done some additional work around myself to just kind of put a layer of protection around me. And that's something that you have to do on a more frequent basis, but just to uh, make sure that there was security energy around me as I got out of the car. And I would have been more conscious. And then I would have said, I'm not going to put my foot on a patch of ice. And I've also taken some precautions. I went down to the mountaineering store and I got some of those little things that you strap onto the bottom of your shoes that help keep you upright. And (laughs) I got some snow boots. So I'm, you know, I kind of took some other actions to make sure that, hey, this cannot happen again. But it does put a little damper on the skiing because when I go up there, the one thing I cannot do is I cannot fall. So it's going to limit, uh, and I'm not an aggressive skier anyway. I just like to get out there and have fun. That's not my objective to go bouncing up and down on those moguls and all that stuff, but it will limit what I'm able to do and the healing will be continuing on into through December into January timeframe. So yeah, there we go. So what am I going to be doing in the little self-imposed hiatus? Well, number one, as is in this new book, I'm going to be working a lot over the next couple of weeks on calming my mind and neutralizing my mind. That's a big part of what Fred talks about in the first part of this intuition training book is just how to let your mind be in a state of meditation all day long. He talks in there about focusing on empty spaces. This is a must read, guys. This I've just got to tell you, this is this is or must listen when the audiobook comes out. But there is so much good stuff in here. He talks about focusing on empty spaces, and you'll read more or hear more about that in the book. But that's what I'm really focused on right now. We've come so full circle in this podcast from episode number one, 80 episodes later now to 81. We have so come full circle in this that you've heard about my life of basically just muttering and getting by and having bad things happen all the time. And I know so many of you connect with that part of the story. And then you've heard about all the work that's been done and the things that seem to have the biggest impact, the 80-20 threshold. What's the 20% of things that you can do to get the 80% result? And then you've seen how my life has morphed into creating a life and living a life that I absolutely love and creating what things are happening out in front of me, like Aspen, Colorado. And now really the next big focus area or the the area that I want to concentrate my efforts is exactly what I'm talking about, to be in that empty space where the mind is not running the show, where it's more listening to intuition and just calm, even when there's a lot of activity going on around where the mind becomes subservient to the soul. And that's been a big shift for me, learning that, being aware of that, because I grew up in an environment and a culture where it was all about knowledge and being aware of, you know, trying to figure everything out. So this is a a next big part of growth. And look, don't tell me that you can't grow in your life at any phase in your life, because you guys know from this, that this whole process didn't start for me until I was 47, almost 48 years old. So it doesn't matter whether you're in your teens or if you're in your 70s. 
it doesn't matter. These are the tools that we talk about in this podcast. So intuition is the next big one. Fortunately, you have a workbook that you can pick up now. You'll have an audiobook if you'd like to listen to it over and over for repetition, or if you'd just like to wait and get the audiobook, whatever your preference is. But managing your life through intuition instead of through the thinking process, the over-analytical, the always trying to figure it out. Fred talks in the book about noticing people whose foreheads are always wrinkled. They're wrinkled because they're always trying to figure something out. And I have to admit, when I look in the mirror, a lot of the times my forehead is wrinkled. So I'm letting that go, and I'm going to get into the empty spaces and just let intuition lead and guide. And I wish that I could describe the beauty that I'm seeing as I look around the panorama of where I'm recording this in Aspen but you'll just have to take my word for it because even if I took a picture and put it on the website, it just doesn't do it justice. So I will be recording future episodes from around here, probably from different locations. Maybe one time I'll go up by that creek and sit by those Cairns and we'll do it from a high energy place like I did up at Mount Shasta. And maybe we'll do it from up on the mountain skiing or something. I'll have to figure that one out. But if there's a will, there's a way. We can do it. So until next time, enjoy your journey. And you know that I'm certainly enjoying mine. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 81. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.